Sure as hell do I. And today's unpopular opinion is that I need to cut my toenails. <laughs> We're having some toenail issues this week in San Francisco because we've been walking a lot up and down hills and we've been rollerblading. And so I use toes that are going to fall off. What else is new, you know? And I just have like witch's claws I need to take care of. Take care of, yeah. Get a nice pedicure. Hey, everybody. Hey, IE. Hey, Kev. We've literally been talking nonstop to each other for the last five days, but here we go. We're going to talk on a microphone. <laughs> I don't have, I really don't have much else to say. I know. But... We could just say, and let's end it. End what? Everything. Just, just like, Ooh. we could just say, let's close out. Ooh. Thanks, everybody, for follow, for listening to the latest episode of That's the Worst Unpopular Opinion Podcast. I'm just kidding. We're Kevin IE. And that, that was, was literally, literally the, the worst. worst. Oh, my goodness. I do you want to talk about some of the demographics we saw in our podcast the other day? Seventy five percent women. Oh yeah, no, it was maybe even higher than that. Ninety. Eighty six percent women. One oh. percent non binary. Mm. Do you think Demi Lovato listens? I think hey Dem. <laughs> and Sam Smith. Um. And then I'm trying to think what else. The ages were higher than thirty six like to forty five. Yeah, it was much higher. <laughs> isn't that the most annoying thing in the world when i'm what, like you talking over me i say this thing and you're like uh, and then you're i'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible you're literally like so overbearing um what were the other ones i didn't i don't know if i looked at the geographic demographics we used we, to have a russian listener hey yeah there's like a few like the polskis random, <laughs> random countries i don't know what they're what they think but hey don't you think those are just like bots maybe yeah i don't really know how the internet works you know yeah i'm sure it's like a fluke in the system but that's okay we'll take it we'll take the views when you go to a website do you ever click no don't accept the cookies (laughs) no i always accept the cookies i don't even know what that means it's probably like take my banking information (laughs) like it's that they can look at what you're searching Oh, that's what the cookie says. Yeah. Keep my hands out the cookie jar. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, like, you get targeted ads because they can, like, search. They can see what you're searching. Oh, I've been accepting cookies since 04. That's honestly, I I know I've talked about this before, but, like, that's great. I want you to know what I'm searching. I want a curated experience. Well, they, like, um,. I've been talking about coffee tables, and I get coffee table ads. It's like, great, that's exactly what I want. Do you think that's a verbal cookie? I think it's both because I've searching been searching. For them. Like you were talking about Starbucks. We went to Starbucks yesterday, oh, then you Starbucks got Starbucks. Is all yeah. over my TikTok. I guess what people are worried about is if people can use that for evil. Like you, you target people's like political views or something. That's target my political views. I don't want to see anything against my political views. I just, I was looking at, there was a big election on Tuesday, like a lot of things happened, and I saw that in New Jersey, this long-running Democratic state senator was literally ousted by a Republican truck driver. 
Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. With these governor gubernatorial elections, the Republicans are really coming out because they're so they don't like masks so much that they like hate their governor. That's what the same in Pennsylvania. Like if you were like, do you like Tom Wolf? They'd be like, he makes us wear a mask. Right. It's like he's he's a literal dictator. Mm -hmm. That's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like you were fine with Trump being a dictator, but you aren't okay with. It's like you can't be selective about that. Well, they think that Trump wasn't a dictator. They think he. Yeah, really built the wall. Free market, like it's like you're allowed to be a dictator against like people who are different than you, but you can't be. You know, we can't have someone telling you to put on a mask. What's that one lady, Candace? Candace Candace Owens. Owens. I saw a TikTok of her, and she said she asked um, when we were going to start invading Australia because they are living in a police state of socialism there. And the people are jailed because of COVID. Yeah, and, and they've we had need like to, three cases. And we like need they're to, doing amazing. We need to deploy troops there to save them. I think they're doing just, they're having a great life, I Like, think. nobody wants us to help them. Like, right. we're not the ones that should be helping anybody. That's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other yeah. day, we what? were talking about watching a movie because it's no longer Halloween. It's now the holiday season. And we watched The Holiday. We and I tell him about how great it was. It is such an incredible movie. I I think I've attempted to watch it a few times, once for sure, um, and didn't really pay much attention to it. And I really regret it. And I feel bad about it because it's a really incredible movie. And for a long time, I thought it was Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. And in turn, it is not. And it has a big cast of characters. It sure does. Although Last Holiday with Queen Latifah is also a great movie. Great movie. But before we get into that, we have a few little just fun articles we're going to just talk about real quick. Kev, take it away. You Take it away, Earl. Is it Earl or Earn? Earn. Oh, take it away, Earn. Wow, talk about targeted ad. There's this little coffee thing. Nice. We've had so much coffee this week. It's great. Coffee, it's been coffee, amazing. Coffee. Um, I was even, I was like working from my bed this morning and I could hear like I was like, ooh, there's Aie getting the Keurig broken and rolling. Yep. Getting out your Splendor. Go ahead. Oh, oh, am I talking about this? No, no, no. I was just like, do you have anything to say to that? No, I don't. So a potato the size of a small dog has been found in New Zealand. Speaking of invading Australia and New Zealand, Colin and Donna Craig Brown were weeding their garden in New Zealand when Colin's hoe struck something huge beneath the soil's surface. As the couple knelt down and began digging around the object, Colin wondered if it was some kind of strange fungal growth, a giant puffball. After Colin pried it out of, with his garden fork, he scratched away a bit of the skin and tasted it. A potato. He tasted it. It's disgusting. What if it was a fungal growth? Right. We couldn't believe it. It was just huge and not exactly pretty. Donna describes it as its appearance as more of an ugly mutant look, but it's quite possibly the largest potato on record. When the couple lugged it into their garage and put it on one of their... one an old set of scales, it weighed a remarkable 7.9 kilograms or 17.4 pounds. That kind of small, honestly. 17 pound potato? I don't know. That seems small? I don't know. It's just you think it's like the world's biggest potato. It's going to be like 100 pounds or something. Well, it's like when Rory tried to do the world's <laughs> biggest pizza. Like sometimes they just don't equal out. That's equal to a couple sacks of regular potatoes. A couple, a couple sacks, sacks, i.e. <laughs> sacks Fifth Avenue. 
In the week since their unusual find on August 30th, wow, this is not late breaking news. August 30th was a long time ago. The couple's potato has become something of celebrity around their small farm near Hamilton. They've named the potato Doug after the way it was unearthed. Oh, that's funny. And Colin even built a small cart to tote Doug around. We put a hat on him. Ooh, it's so ugly. We put him on Facebook, taking him for a walk, giving him some sunshine. It's a, all a bit of fun. Isn't it going to start, like, sprouting things? Right. Like, no one can stop that. A more official weigh-in at the local farming store put Doug at 7.8 kilograms. The current Guinness Book of World Records entry for the heaviest potato is a 2011 monster from Britain that weighed in just at 5 kilograms. It's literally almost 3 kilograms more than the largest one, i.e. Oh. The couple say they've applied to Guinness to have Doug recognized and are waiting to hear back. Guinness didn't immediately reply for a request from the associate, from NPR. Wow. It's just like this is news worthy, I guess. The NPR wanted to talk about it. We had some great cheese fries last night. Oh my gosh. So we went to the oh, movies last night and we talked we saw this movie called Last Night <coughs> Last Night in Soho. Excuse me, sorry. Last night in I thought my COVID was gone, but it's not. Let's not joke about that. Um Last Night in Soho and Anya Taylor Joy is in it and it was really scary. It was ended up being a horror film, but it had some nice t- like turns and twists, don't you think, I I think it did. It like really kept you on your toes you know would you recommend it to others oh for sure i liked it a lot i don't think it was really your kind of movie but you still enjoyed well, it. well that's it exactly like, what i would say it's, it, was it wasn't like my jumpy. kind of movie yeah very jumpy for you and mm-hmm. some of it was like pretty disturbing honestly yeah because it was a lot about like right yeah <laughs> it had some hot topics i would say um another little uh pop news article this morning this this afternoon jeez is that kim kardashian and pete davidson are like seriously like, happening. What is happening and chrissy teigen weighed in on this chrissy teigen says she has no idea if pete davidson and kim kardashian are a couple but she still has some thoughts on it teigen and her husband singer john legend have been close friends with kardashian and kanye west whom she filed for divorce from in february Kardashian has been spotted lately with SNL star Pete Davidson, included being photographed with him holding hands on a roller coaster. TMZ caught Tegan and Legend out and about and asked the pair about a possible Kardashian and Davidson relationship. This is so funny that CNN has an article where they're basically just talking about what TMZ TMZ said. Well, that's like I was about to include an article about how – Samantha Jones might be coming back to Sex and the City. And it's literally all their entire article was about how Daily Mail has a source that says oh. that Kim Cattrall might be coming back. So it's like, wh- who, who is actually coming It's back? just fake. Who has the direct connection? So she said, everyone's asking me. I have no idea. I don't know either way. This is Tegan. We're not talking about Samantha. When uh, asked if a comedian would be a good fit for Kardashians, she says, um... Tegan said, funny guys do a lot. Look at John. She said, referencing her husband. He's hysterical. Who doesn't want to be in love with a funny guy? Legend added. Tegan reiterated that she doesn't know if Kardashian and Davidson are an item and will, quote, let them be. In terms of possibly getting together for a double date, Tegan said she wouldn't mind it. did she really have this conversation? I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Kate Hudson. Never mind. I thought that's who we were talking about. So what do you think? Do you think it's a thing? If if Kim Kardashian is deigning 
to even be in the presence of Pete Davidson, it's pathetic. It really is. It really is. She is, that's a lower tier celebrity than who Kendall's with, who Kylie's with, and with fucking who Chloe is with. Yeah, and at this point, it's like if she's going to downgrade that much, like she just needs to be with someone who isn't a celebrity at all, you know? Well, she just needs to be with someone who's not in the spotlight. But someone like Kim K really can't do that, you know? I just don't get – she looked great last night. Did you see she was in, like, a black bodysuit? But, like, I don't know um, – I don't know, like, what she's thinking. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I don't know. This could be all concocted by Kris Jenner. Probably. Can I pause this? Yep. So you think that the Kim Kardashian-Pete Davidson relationship is concocted by Kris Jenner? No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like Pete Davidson's kind of like a similar, he's kind of similar to Travis Barker. I just saw, I saw something that was like, oh, Chris, now Kris Jenner has to go out and get Kim, like, a basic white guy to yeah. be with. Well, that kind of thing. I just don't get what she sees in him. Like, what do they talk about? Who, Pete Davidson? <laughs> yeah. He just, like, what do they talk about? Ariana? Right. I mean, Kim, you're 40. Right. He's 27. Like, I you need... Oh, he's 27? Like, you need to not do this. Mm-hmm. And if you just want to have sex with him, that's fine. Go and have sex with him. But don't go, like, on a date with him in New York. I don't know. Maybe they really are just friends. But it's also like you know that people are going to talk about it if you're in New York City and people are taking pictures of you. So, like, why do you want to hang out with him, like, in a public space in general? Can we go back to suicidal Pete Davidson? Honestly, when was that? That was, like, after – Yeah, and he was, like, almost kicked off of SNL, but then I feel like they kept him along for his mental health. And now now he's, like, back in it a lot. Like, he was hardly in any sketches. And now he's all over because he's famous. And I don't get why people are making him famous. Oh, my gosh. And I hate this picture that they fucking picked from the Met Gala. Mm He looks so scary. scary. And the way that he speaks. Let's just exit out of that. Exit out. Um, Great. Great. Um, Sorry, everybody. That's okay. We're we're working. Just go like we're this. Working multiple jobs. It's already five fifteen. Like people should be done. Time to log off. Yeah. Okay. So, are we ready to transition? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I just oh, like I just want Kim to date somebody. Like, who could she date? I really don't know. Who's someone hmm. that's like around her age? I don't want her to be with an athlete. Mm-mm. Hmm. Her family has bad enough luck with athletes. Right, and she doesn't need any more kids, so we need somebody that's just, like, fun for her. Like, maybe someone else who, like, already has some kids. I was about to say, what about Lil Nas X? <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Jude Law? <laughs> Jack Black? <laughs> Who's, like, an eligible bachelor that's 40? Let's see here. Let's let's just do a quick Google of let's say male singers, Celebrity. celebrities. Okay, he doesn't need to be a singer. Brad Pitt. Male celebrities, single. Single. Celebrities. Yeah, male single male celebrities. Wait, 
I don't think these are oh, the me- most eligible single male celebrities of 2020. So this might be, oh, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something else. Who is that? Sam Hoogan. <laughs> Chris, Chris Evans, Evans, no. Henry Cavill. Hmm. Who's he? He's Superman. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is with somebody, so that's outdated. Yeah. Scott Eastwood. Nah. Oh, he's. Oh no, he wasn't Christian Grey. Can I say an unpopular opinion? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's get back with Chris Humphreys. Oh, interesting. He's cute. Let's get back with who did you have a sex tape with? Oh, Ray J. Ray J. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wouldn't that be such full circle? Like, that's how her career began, you know? Oh, what about Bradley? Ooh, that's a bad picture. Um, he stopped drinking at 29 to get his life together. That's good. Oh, she could be with Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. No, he's with Olivia Wilde. Is mm. he still? I think so, yeah. Colin Farrell. He looks weird. Oh, Robert Pattinson. That's Well, now that Kristen Stewart's taken. Oh, my goodness. Who else is he going to be with? Himself. This is a bad list. Charles Melton. I don't even know. Oh, Riverdale. I don't even know who these people are. Oh, sports. No. Oh, how about Alexander Skarsgård? Could be. Oh, my God. Milo. Jess Mariana. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Milo Vintigini. Talk about a guilt. John Hamm. No. John Hamm is so gross. 30 Rock. Oh, I like this guy. Wait, what is he from? Devil Wears Prada. And from... um, Sw- um, clickbait. clickbait. Yeah. So your favorite song. What about Hoosier? <laughs> Jared Leto. Okay. Jesus. Never mind. Maybe there's. Oh, Zane. What? We're going to get beat, too. And <laughs> <laughs> Affleck. Okay. Never mind. Maybe there's nobody better than Pete Davidson for her after all. Who knows? I just don't know. Okay. Um, so either, Kim, get back with Ray J or Chris Humphreys, one Chris or the other. Chris it's like that episode. Oh wait, is Chris Humphreys a football player? He was some kind of athlete. Oh, so basketball. Athletes are out. It's like that episode of Thirty Rock where Liz says that she's probably already met her soulmate, so she just needs to go back through the eligible bachelors and find the one that's right for her. Maybe you should do that, I don't they say you've met you've met your soulmate before age or by age twenty or something? Who said that? By age twenty? Oh god. Who would be my soulmate? damn missed opportunity oh my goodness okay let's get into we're always just here for a chuckle that's pretty yeah (laughs) yeah i saw that somewhere she's 71 yeah apparently okay so in light of watching the holiday which is a great movie um i started talking about nancy myers movies and how a lot of them are good um and, and I, I like had a lot never of heard of Nancy Myers before. Yeah, but you've definitely seen a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna dive into her a little bit, and then the actors from The Holiday. What yep. do we think? Sounds great. Great. Okay, so Nancy Jane Myers, born December eighth, nineteen forty nine, is <laughs> what? It's gonna be fun watching your Wikipedia like process because. It's just like you didn't need like nobody you needed like to, to see, know. You like to see like what I choose to say yeah, from the article. Like nobody needed to know that she was born on December eighth. <laughs> Maybe you, you want to know what her card. zodiac sign is. 
fruit basket. That's what I always like. I like to know what people's zodiac sign is. She's so a Sagittarius. She? Oh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Wait, when's Taylor's birthday? December 13th. Oh. Are you dumb? I just forget sometimes. Yeah, that's okay. She's good. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 32. 32. That's yeah. funny, actually. Okay, so she's an American filmmaker. She has written, produced, and directed many critically and commercially successful films, including Private Benjamin, Irreconcilable Differences, oh. Baby Boom, Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride Part 2. Have you seen those? No. Oh, they're so good. We need to watch them. Okay. The Parent Trap, What Women Want, Something's Gotta Give, The Holiday, It's Complicated, and The Intern. Have you seen Something's Gotta Give? Is it good? Kind of like an old people love movie. Yeah. It has Meryl Streep in it. Keaton. Yeah, Diane, yeah. <laughs> Diane Keaton's in it. Um, Myers was nominated for an Academy oh. Award for Best Screenwriting for Private Benjamin with Charles Shire and Harvey Miller. For Baby Boom, Myers was nominated for a 1988 Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. She wasn't nominated for anything for Parent Trap? I guess not. Uh, Myers was married to filmmaker Charles Shire, with whom she had two children, including filmmaker... Hallie Myers Shire. And fun fact, that's why her name was Hallie in The Parent Trap. Oh, really? Because her daughter. Oh, wow. That's nice. I wonder what movies Hallie Myers Shire has made. Hallie Myers Shire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit of, so she's from Philadelphia. I don't think we, oh, wow. Her, voting, her father was a voting machines manufacturer. Interesting. Um, and her mother was an interior designer. I mean, maybe you can be an interior designer. I would like that actually. Yeah. I don't really know how I do Sim, that. Sims. <laughs> yeah. I could work at the pottery barn. <laughs> Great and barrel. Get started with some salad tongs. Yeah. God. Um, so she after she graduated from college, she worked in public television in Philadelphia and then she moved to LA where she lived with her sister. She got a job as a production assistant. Um, oh, and the price, and the is, price right. is right. Come on down. Um, let's see. Okay, we don't need to go decade by decade. Let's, I want to like see. What's her about, directorial style? We're getting there. So she attributes her major influences to the screwball comedies of the 30s and 40s. Hmm. Her films frequently center the experiences of middle-aged women. This is why I like the middle-aged. <laughs> I can conflict. relate. <laughs> Facing conflict between the personal and the professional, Meyer's films are known to redirect the male gaze and instead take a critical view of male leads through the female gaze. Uh She generally spends a year writing, followed by six months of filming and another six months of editing. Okay, we don't need to get... Can you imagine... A whole year of writing a movie. Um, she stated that her see, she has very aesthetically pleasing sets, emphasized that her protagonists are successful, established women who can afford to create beautiful, comfortable spaces for themselves. Where Hollywood desexualizes and disposes of women over 40, Nancy Myers celebrates them, showing them as women who have crushed their careers and become financially stable enough to buy objectively stunning pieces of property. Wow, I, this is like this is your my future. dream. <laughs> Diane Keaton is your goal. I'm be Diane Keaton. Um, so she is, she's had a pretty significant impact on the filmmaking industry as a female filmmaker, gaining her the reputation as one of the most influential women filmmakers in the romantic comedy genre and in the Hollywood industry. This is due to her recognizable directorial style with notable sets and the limited number of female directors in the space. She's one of only 36 female filmmakers to be on Disney Plus out of their catalog of over 500 films going back to the 1930s. That's crazy. Um, 
Let's see. She, in her later works, her depictions of older women on screen created more popularity within the genre. In addition to her popularity. What's the genre? Older women? Or the romantic (laughs) comedy genre? I think the romantic comedy. In addition to her popularity with audiences, Myers has been said to have left an impact on the actors she's worked with. Reese Witherspoon even identifies Myers as a a resource in Witherspoon's own creative endeavors. Oh, sweet. In 1980, so that she married Charles Shire in Rome, and they ha- they had been in a relationship since 1976. They separated in 1999 and, a- and eventually divorced. They have two daughters. Oh, her other daughter's Annie. Annie and Hallie. Hallie and Annie. I didn't wow. realize that. Both of whom have had minor roles in the films. Oh. Um, she published her post-divorce story as part of the New York Times column called Modern Love. Oh. What, Great think- show. Do you think one of her stories is in the show? I don't know. I did start the new season. Some of them are so dumb now. Um, What's the criticism of her? Okay, so this is what I would have said in my comp. Scholarship and criticism of Meyer's order (laughs) (laughs) has discuss the post-feminist aesthetics and ideologies that her films embody in which wealthy, successful, and independent women often play the protagonists. In her films, commodity fetishism and consumption become inextricably linked with female self-realization and the attainment of love. Hmm. The scholar Michelle Schreiber argues that the fantasy of romance itself becomes a, a fulfilling and desirable commodity. The question for Schreiber and many other critics of Meyer's work is whether the power of her films derives from the emotional terrain and romances of her characters or from her seductive, pleasurable mise-en-scene and the upwardly mobile desires it generates. Um, What does that mean? I have no idea. This is why I barely passed college. (laughs) The academic and writer Deborah German has dubbed Nancy Meyers Hollywood's reigning rom-com queen. Katarzyna Paskiewicz asserts that Meyers' ability to simultaneously carve out a particular feminized niche in her work while still providing mainstream and even male audiences with what they want has made her the most successful commercial female filmmaker. Um, they contend that Meyer's reliance on the rom-com genre may, may be more complex and self-reflective reflexive than it seem, appears. <laughs> in, the, in turn, for example, many traditional rom-com tropes are recast and reimagined by making the focal relationship between Jules and Ben a non-romantic intergenerational mm-hmm. one. The film also highlights disenchantment with the independent woman ideal and foregrounds the problems that plague professional women in heteronormative relationships. Thus, Against contemporary change charges that the rom-com genre is tired and overdone, Myers has the ability to use the genre's tropes in a regenerative, regenerative original manner. Um, if post-feminist values mark the decades of the 1990s and 2000s, Myers seems to ask, what's next? Well, that's interesting because in The Holiday, which we're about to discuss, there is also an intergenerational Mm-hmm. Uh, non-romantic relationship between Kate Winslet and this old man, and that definitely keeps it, yeah, it keeps it very like light-hearted and and like fun. Right. Um, I do understand this sentence. I understand where she, oh my goodness, wow, only uses heterosexual upper-class white women. So that's her part of white feminism. 
But the beginning part, I'm trying to understand commodity fetishism and consumption being inextricably linked. And um, is it is it is it emotional because of the actual emotions in the relationship or that people just want this upward mobility? I don't really understand what that means. Understand it. Okay, cool. <laughs> let's move on. Okay, so let's just. I think we've covered most of these. Um, the movies. Any other ones that we didn't see? Oh, Father of the Bride Part Three. Oh, I didn't know. Twenty twenty. Um, so out of these, I've seen Father of the Bride One and Two, The Parent Trap. Oh, you really do like Steve Martin. Do I? Isn't he in Father and the Bride? I don't think that's why I like it, but... Did you ever finish Only Murders in the Building? Wildlife. No. Um, what Women Want. Mm, I may have seen that before. Is that the woman from Seattle? Sleep is in Seattle? No. no. That's Helen Hunt hmm. from Mel Gibson. I have seen Something's Gotta Give. That's Diane a good one. Keaton. Diane mm-hmm. Keaton, my girl. Um, the Holiday, obviously. I think I've seen It's Complicated. Meryl Streep. Oh, Alec Jack Baldwin. Donaghy. Wow, Steve Martin again. Um, the Intern, obviously. Oh, oh, this was the one. It was a big flop. This one with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, really? Have you seen? I don't think we've seen it. No. Is it, it was, a holiday movie? I don't think. Uh, maybe. Uh, sure. No, maybe I think that's she, what they're going to have I think watch she today. like moved back home. Starting over is not for beginners. Maybe that's my story, moving back home. <laughs> <laughs> home again. <laughs> um... And okay. then, yeah, oh, and that one was directed by Hallie, Hallie, Hallie Parker. Maybe that's why it was a flop. Maybe. Okay, so that's pretty much everything about, her. oh, 22%, yikes. Like, Father of the Bride only has, oh, that's the, these need Rotten tomatoes. Ratings. 32% home again. We'll probably love it. Mm-hmm. Let's see her awards. Oh, Teen Choice Awards. She's only won one. Writers, Writers Guild, Guild of America. Oh, yikes. Brand Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into the holiday, which we watched the other day. Yesterday? Two days ago. Mm, I don't remember. Okay, so we don't have to go into the full plot, but I want to hear what people have to say about it. So the holiday is a... How are you going to hear what people have to say about it? <laughs> <laughs> is this... Are we having a Q&A? <laughs> are we live? Are people going to comment? (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear what people have to say about it. The people of Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Got it. I thought you meant like, I want to hear what our listeners have to say about it. Go on. I don't really care. Um, The Holiday is a 2006 romantic comedy film written, produced, and directed by Nancy Myers. Co-produced by Bruce A. Block, of course. It was filmed in both California and England. And stars Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz as Iris and Amanda, two lovelorn women from opposite sides of the Atlantic Ocean, who arrange a home exchange to escape heartbreak during the Christmas and holiday season. Jude Law and Jack Black were cast as the film's leading men, Graham and Miles, with Eli Wallach, Shannon Sossaman, Edward Burns, and Rufus Sewell playing (laughs) each supporting roles. The holiday premiered in New York City on November 29, 2006, which before it was theatrically released in the UK and US on December 8, 2006. The film was distributed by, okay, nobody cares. It grossed over $205 million worldwide against a budget of $85 million. Wow. 
The film received mixed reviews, with critics praising its visual aesthetic design and the cast performances, though regarded the plot as predictable. Well, what? it's a rom-com. How was the plot predictable? Did you know that uh, Iris had a brother that was going to show up, and he's also a dad? Oh my god, yeah, that was the biggest twist of all. Who right. are, who's Courtney? Wait, what were their names? We don't need to get no. into the plot. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's really cute um let's see what else here so we already talked about how much it earned the holiday became the 12th highest grossing film of the 2000s to be helmed by a female director wow um so it says they did film it well we're jumping around here um they filmed it in la and england so it wasn't just like on a film set that's cool when they actually like go to the place where it's supposed to be you know it's Mm -hmm. not just all in a studio and they had the santa anna winds What's that? They talked about it in the movie. She got that thing in her eye. Um, did I watch it? <laughs> <laughs> there's always, you know, there's something going to be missed. Um, okay. The co- the cottage's exterior was constructed in a field, so it wasn't like a real house. Oh, rats. Real house. Real house loves of Surrey. Um, Let's do critical response. Yeah. So, like we said 100%. earlier. That's terrible. I feel like people, I don't, I sometimes don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes. It's like oh, there are certain things that it has like 100% and it's the biggest piece of shit mm-hmm. ever. Um, so there were mixed reviews. The review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes reported that 49% of critics gave the film a positive rating based, like what it equates a positive rating? Just over, over five? Okay. With an average score of 5.7. Oh. It. Its consensus states, while it's certainly sweet and even somewhat touching, the holiday is so thoroughly predictable that audiences may end up opting for an early checkout time. Oh, please. It's like, well, what do you want? that's what happened to you the first time you watched it, right? Early checkout time. I don't time. think I ever checked in. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I think it rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the review for USA Today, Claudia Pugue <laughs> found that The Holiday is a rare chick flick slash romantic comedy that, despite its overt sentimentality and fairy tale premise, doesn't feel cloyingly sweet. I didn't think it was overly like, oh, I want to gag myself, you know? And I do think the whole, like, I feel like they touched on different types of love. You know what I mean? It's like that woman probably never thought she would have wanted children, you know? Yeah. Like she was this, like, hot shot, like, L.A. woman Mm -hmm. who, like, ended up, loving those children and then what's her face had that old guy um what's her face had that old guy <laughs> kate winslet um what else what else what else i feel like i like when it says it's a self-consciously old-fashioned premise with too much sub bridget jones dithering but nancy meyer's dialogue has a perky synthetic sheen hmm. perky meyer's characters tend to be more thoughtful and self-aware than most this overlong film isn't nearly as smart as it would appear, and it w- willingly succumbs to the very rom-com cliches it pretends to subvert. Some people are just mean, I think. Yeah, that's terrible. Also, people are bitching that it's too long. Cameron Diaz and Jude Law were nominated for Best Kiss. On what? Teen Choice? Look, or... Teen Choice Awards Choice Movie Hissy, Hissy Fit. Fit. Wow. That's, like, annoying. Oh, it did have a nice Hans Zimmer. Oh, we love soundtrack. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Meet cute. Oh, because they. Yeah. Let's get into the characters. 
Let's do it. Do you want to take a turn? No, I, you're doing great. This is your your show, Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> um, so first we have Jude Law. So David Jude Hayworth Law, born wow. December 29, 1972. So he's now 48 years old. What does that make him? He's a Capricorn. Wow. Um, he's an English actor. He has received several accolades throughout Wait, his career. how old did you say he was? 48. I didn't, I, do, I didn't do the math. Oh, okay. <laughs> er, he received several accolades throughout his career, including a British Academy Film Award, as well as nominations for two Academy Awards, two Tony Awards, and four Golden Globe Awards. In 2007, he received an honorary César and was named a Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters by the French government. Wow. Um, he was born and raised in London. He started acting in theater. Um, let's see. He gained recognition for his role in Anthony Minghella's The Talented Mr. Ripley. I'm trying to see if I even know what any of these are necessarily. Do you? Cold Mountain, Closer. Nope. Um, I do know Sherlock Holmes. He played Dr. Watson in Sherlock Holmes, a younger Albus Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. And... In Cap- did you see him in Captain Marvel? Oh, Jan Rog. <laughs> I love that character. No, I didn't see him in that. His other notable roles were in Contagion, Hugh. Oh, I've seen Hugo. Side Effects, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Spy. Did you see that they are back on for uh, Grindelwald, or what is it? Um, Fantastic Beast 3. There shouldn't have been one or two. Did you watch them? I think I've seen the first one. They're pretty hard to get through, honestly. They're pretty bad. Um, let's see. So I knew he grew up in London. We don't really care about any of this stuff. Return to the theater. I want to hear the scandal. Um. Oh, he's a featured artist on Vampire Weekend's album. Really? Wow. Do you think the scandals? Where he recites a poem. Oh, here, yeah, here we're getting into it. Um, he met actress sadie frost while working on shopping the two married in september 1997 and divorced on october 29 2003 they have three children rafferty iris oh iris Iris. and rudy while filming alfie in late 2003 law and co-star sienna miller began a relationship and became became engaged in 2004 on july 8 2005 law issued a public apology to miller for having an affair with his children's nanny. Yikes. Miller and Law ended their relationship in November 2006. Law was in a brief relationship with American model Samantha Burke in 2008. Burke gave birth to her and Law's daughter in September 2009. His Whoa, he really has a lot of kids. His fifth child, a girl, was born in 2015 to Catherine Harding. He married his girlfriend, Philippa Cohen, on March, May 1st, 2019. In September 2020, Law announced the oh birth of gosh. the couple's first child together, who is also his sixth. Jesus. That's a, that's too many. Um, He does some, like, fashion stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Wow, he really gets around. He has a pretty long discography. Anna Karenina. Oh, my. <laughs> Anna Karenina. Let's see if there's anything else we've seen. Oh, Lemony. Oh, yeah. we He's Lemony Snicket's mm-hmm. voice. Um, Rise of the Guardians. Oh, Peter Pan and Wendy, twenty twenty two, Captain Hook. Oh wow, that might be good. And he's gonna be Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Again in the Secrets of Dumbledore. 
the, they think that the secrets of Dumbledore is that he's gay. Do you think Jude Law's gay? No, no, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's all of that controversy about like non-gay actors like playing James Corden. Well, <clears throat> what do you if the to shoe say about fits. That? <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Oh, he's hosted SNL two times. Oh wow! Why? And he's been in the theater. Great. Okay, well, we have a lot more people to talk about. That means about, he's so a good actor. Let's see if he's won. He won a BAFTA. Amazing. He Maybe he'll EGOT. Let's just go and see what the situation with this is. So who's playing... Oh, yeah. Is somebody... Oh, okay, Mickelson. Who's Mickelson? Because they can't have Johnny Depp in it anymore because he, like, abused his girlfriend or something. Oh, jeez. Mads Mickelson. Oh, he kind of does look like johnny depp so that'll be fine yeah well but i actually saw today that johnny depp was cleared of those charges but i think just the charges at all it's kind of like a zane situation mm-hmm. like just being accused of those things it kind of makes it bad enough right do you know well, why yeah, it's, it's just destroying your name you know why this the grindelwald fantastic beasts saga have not been successful it's because they're written fucking directed and produced by jk fucking rowling and she's lost her damn mind right she just should have stopped and shut her mouth and ended her career i'm surprised david yates even has his name on this mm-hmm. show anymore anyway sorry let's get on to cameron cameron diaz what a woman truly yeah. she's done a lot so she i'm kind of mad that she's not acting anymore i'm mad too get back into it cameron <laughs> we want bad teacher too i would love that Okay, so Cameron Michelle Diaz, born of, I don't know. It's okay. Um, Cameron Michelle Diaz is an American entrepreneur, producer, author, and retired actress and model. The recipient of several accolades, including nominations for four Golden Globe Awards, a BAFTA, and three SAG Awards, and star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, she was named the highest paid all. Hollywood actress over 40 in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of stipulations. As of 2018, the U.S. domestic box office grosses office grosses of Diaz's films over three billion, with worldwide grosses surpassing seven billion, making her the fifth highest-grossing U.S. domestic box office actress. Good job. Tongue twister. She was born in San Diego, raised in Long Beach. Um, while still in high school, she signed a modeling contract with Elite Model Management. Well, that's the one that America's Next Top Model used. Oh, really? Oh. Um, She made her film debut at age 21 opposite Jim Carrey in the comedy The Mask. She was subsequently cast in a supporting role in My Best Friend's Wedding before appearing as the titular Mary in the Ferrelli Brothers hit comedy There's Something About Mary, which brought her increased fame and a Golden Globe domination for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. Her following two projects, the sports drama Any Given Sunday and Spike Jonze's surrealist fantasy Being John Malkovich, lent Diaz a reputation as a dramatic actress, the latter earning her a second Golden Globe nomination. I can't see her being in anything that, like, serious. Mm -hmm. Um, She earned a third Golden Globe nomination for her supporting role in Vanilla Sky and appeared in numerous high-profile films in the early 2000s, including Charlie's Angels and its sequel, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, as well as voicing the character of Princess Fiona in the Shrek series. Hell Yeah. In 2002, she was cast in Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York, which earned her fourth Golden Globe nomination. 
Her subsequent films included the dramatic comedies In Her Shoes and The Holiday and the psychological thriller The Box. Oh, I forgot about that that. movie. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2010, the film Night and Day, Diaz co-starred opposite Tom Cruise for a second time. She appeared in a supporting role in The Green Hornet in 2011, followed by starring roles in the comedies Bad Teacher and The Other Woman. The Other Woman's a great movie. Um, Her final performance before retiring from acting was Will Gluck's 2014 film adaptation of Annie. Stuck in, what a way to stuck end in the, it. What is it? Trapped in the cage with all the rats. Yeah. Um, she's also written two health books, The Body Book, a New York Times bestseller, and The Longevity Book. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know if we need to know that much. So she did some modeling, acting. Let me just. I want to just uh, look at her awards. She has a lot of awards. Oh, yeah, great. Look at them. I just want to see what her personal life is like. Oh, I forgot about Justin Timberlake. Um, she dated co-star Matt Dillon after There's Something About Mary. The following year, she began a four-year relationship with actor Jared Leto. Um, it was reported that she began dating Justin Timberlake in 2003, and they were together for four years. Wow. She married musician Benji Madden in 2015 in a Jewish ceremony. The couple had been introduced 10 months earlier by her close friend and now sister-in-law, Nicole Ritchie. Mm -hmm. In December 2019, the couple welcomed their first child via surrogate, a daughter, Radix. Um, Oh, wow. She launched an organic wine brand. Avaline. Wow. Ew. Gross. Okay. Um, She's known for her environmental activism. Blah, blah, blah. Diaz was also critical of the Bush administration. She wore a t-shirt that says, I won't vote for a son of a Bush (laughs) while making publicity visits for Charlie's Angels. She's involved with the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America. Okay. She advocates for military families. How sweet. Okay. (sighs) We'll get through these next ones quickly (laughs) um so next we have kate winslet kate elizabeth winslet um born october 5th 1975 she's an english actress often regarded by film critics as one of the preeminent actresses of her generation she's known for her work in independent films particularly period dramas and usually portraying headstrong complicated women she is the recipient of numerous accolades, including an Academy Award, three British Academy Film Awards, three Screen Actors Guild Awards, four Golden Globe Awards, two Primetime Emmy Awards, and a Grammy Award. She could eat that. She has a Grammy Award. I guess so. Huh. E. G. She needs an Oscar, Oscar. and a Tony. No, she does have an Academy Award. No, uh, she, she needs a Tony. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Kate Winslet. Good job, Kate. Get, her, get that bitch on Broadway. Um. So she's like pretty classically trained she's been in fucking everything yeah um so what was her like virgin film series remember she was in that oh yeah she was oh yeah um where did she start so she made her film debut as a teenage murderess in heavenly creatures Hmm. she was in sense and sensibility obviously titanic have you seen titanic Mm -hmm. what do you think long (laughs) intermission (laughs) <laughs> that's what earned her a nomination for academy award for best actress in a leading role um what else she was in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mm-hmm. finding neverland oh revolutionary road i saw that i'm pretty i think that was the movie where she literally tried to give herself an abortion 
I was scarred. Um, she, yeah, so she was in the Divergent film series. She w- was in the Steve Jobs movie. And she won two primary, primed, <laughs> primetime Emmy Awards for her performances in the HBO projects Mildred Pierce. I don't know what that is. And Mayor of Easttown. Um, what else? Oh, she got her Grammy for an audiobook. Oh, wow. Good for her. Um, what else? 100 most influential people in the world in 2021. That's crazy. Let's see. This is really long. Yeah, Look she at her. A lot. It literally goes like every two years. She's done a lot. Um, acting, acting style. style. Wow. I wonder what that means. Oh, she just plays like very like particular characters, I think. Um, Personal life. Jeez. I don't think we're going to know Despite who any of these people are. Despite three marriages and a family structure that might be perceived as unconventional, she does not consider it to be any less of a family. That's good. Good for her. Um, she li- it sounds like she lives in the countryside in England. Well, she is like, oh, she looks different in that yeah, picture. Yeah, she does. Wow. Oh, she was pregnant. Jessica Simpson. She was pregnant. Um, Okay activism and charity wow she's just involved she's a busy woman mm-hmm. great well she denounced homophobia in hollywood oh my goodness that's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> okay anything else no i, I wanted to so. see what she won the what's it called? Oh, for the reader did you see that Mm-mm. but we're gonna have to add it to our list ralph phineas Voldemort. Voldy. I wonder if she plays Bellatrix Lestrange. (laughs) That's what she won an Academy Award for in 2008. So she didn't win anything for Titanic. Just a nomination. Which she was like super young at the time. She was the third oldest. The third youngest nominee. Amazing. Okay, so let's round it up with let's make this real quick. You gotta live hot (laughs) What was the other one? It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. roll. I hope Maddie made it this long in the podcast. She listens. Who? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Thomas Jacob Black, born August 28th, 1969, Virgo. Nice, thanks. I didn't say the last one because I always forget what beginning of October is. Uh, um, he's an American actor, comedian, musician, and songwriter. He's known for his film, his roles in the films High Fidelity, Shallow How, great movie. School wasn't Rock. Cameron Diaz in that? No. Who else was in Shallow How? That's... I'm thinking of um, Better Call Saul. What is that girl? Um, Gwyneth. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Gwyneth, um, School of Rock, King Kong, Nacho Libre, Be Kind Rewind, Bernie, and Goosebumps, in addition to his role in the Jumanji franchise. Jumanji. (laughs) (laughs) How do you say it? Jumanji. (laughs) Jumanji. You say Jumanji? Jumanji. 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 (laughs) That's how I feel. He had a Golden Globe (laughs) nomination for School of Rock. I guess. Wow. Best riff. <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove. Um, he is also the lead vo- vocalist of the Grammy Award-winning comedy rock duo Tenacious D. Really? <laughs> I thought that was like a rapper. I don't know. Um, 
which he formed in 1994 with a longtime friend, Kyle Gass. They have released multiple studio albums, blah, 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 blah. Um, he also started a YouTube channel called nice. Jablinski Games, Jumanji, <laughs> Jumanji Games. Jumanji. <laughs> oh my god, tell me you're white without telling me you're white. Um, Thomas, okay, what else? I, I, I don't want to hear this. High fidelity. Great. Let's go to personal life. Oh, musical career. Yeah, I never knew that. Okay. Oh, here we cocaine go. Cocaine use. use. At the age of 14, Black struggled with cocaine. 14? I didn't even know what cocaine was. Dare program. <laughs> he said, I was having a lot of troubles with cocaine. I was hanging out with some pretty rough characters. I was scared to go to school because one of them wanted to kill me. I wanted oh. to get out of there. Jeez. Wow. One of Black's brothers, Howard, died of AIDS in 1991 at the age of 36. Wow, he has a dark life. His oldest brother, Neil Siegel, is an engineer, scientist, and musician. I guess he's doing okay. Black dated actress Laura Keitlinger between 1996 and 2005. In January 2006, Black became engaged to singer Tanya Hayden, a daughter of jazz bassist Charlie Hayden. They had both attended Crossroads School and after graduation met again 15 years later at a friend's birthday party. They married on March 4th, 2006 in Big Star, California. Their first son, Samuel Jason Black, was born in June 2006 at Sears Sinai Medical Center in L.A. What? (laughs) Their second son, Thomas David Black, was born on May 23rd, 2008. Although an atheist, Black identifies as nominally Jewish. And fatherhood influenced his decision to raise his children in the Jewish faith. They had a scene in the holiday about Jew- like uh, that Jewish dinner that they had. Yep. Um, Black endorsed Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign. In 2015, he visited Kampala as part of Comic Relief USA's Red Nose Day. Nice. I, I still, bet that did a lot. I still don't understand the point of Red Nose Day. Do you know? No. Black is an outspoken critic of Donald Trump. On the day of Trump's presidential inauguration, he and Tenacious D bandmate Kyle Gass performed their 2006 protest song, The Government Totally Sucks. Black said to the audience beforehand, we haven't played this song for years because it never felt appropriate, but now we're happy to unleash the beast. The government totally sucks. It's a long way to To the the top top if you want to rock and roll. everybody go watch the holiday it's amazing support nancy myers she deserves we got to get her rotten tomatoes ratings up i.e white feminism 101 um anything else let's fucking anything else to say i I need to i need to take a shower i'm literally just tired after that that was a lot of reading um thank you so much for tuning into another that was a definite wikipedia podcast (laughs) that that was us being like what should we talk about we should probably record again um make sure you head on over to our social media at that source pod on instagram and at that source underscore on twitter and tune in tune into us next day and let's try and make it to 55 minutes okay what do we want to say <laughs> you can leave us a review or yeah. a rating on a podcast app um get us some listeners in our demographic we're not trying to cater to 40 year olds and don't worry everybody i is getting back on the dating situation so that we can have more updates so just oh, yeah, hold I- tight Am I getting back? Yes, I. What are you gonna be alone forever? <laughs> um, we are <laughs> Kevin. I. That was literally, literally the worst. worst.